We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, it is awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, including the Bills and the Broncos coming up tonight. We can't wait for it on Monday Night Football. No hot take BS on this show, at least until I start talking about the New York football giants. But otherwise, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. Here's my hot take. Hey, Brian Dable, stop calling timeouts at the end of the game to try and score a meaningless touchdown so I can cash Rico Dowd a last touchdown, you big jerk, Brian Dable. That's my, my first hot take of the day. We're coming to you live today from all the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and we are heard on radio stations nationwide, including including satellite radio, Sirius Channel 160, and XM 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we are talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so on this M3. We got three words that start with the letter M. Magnificent Football Monday, November 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we do you the honor and privilege of bringing you one wonderful guest. And that one wonderful guest, as per usual on a magnificent football Monday, is the great Drew Densick, our friend, the whale capper, NBC Sports batting analyst, co-host of the Deep Dive Pod. Whale will join us at about 5.20 p.m. Eastern time. That's our number three. Going through Monday Night Football with the Bills and the Broncos, his early looks for Week 11 in the National Football League. Time flies when you're having fun. Week 11 already in the NFL. NFL, and maybe a couple NBA bets for tonight from our guy, the Whale Capper, as well. Drew Densick joins us coming up in our number three. Plus, P-squared, B-squared is on the way for every game coming up week 11 in the National Football League. Our handicap for next weekend starts today. What better place than here? What better time than now? Including the banger coming up on Thursday Night Football in the AFC North with the Bengals and the Ravens in Baltimore. We got a lot of interesting games this week. Really interesting card. Can't wait to discuss it with my guy, Ken Barkley, and with all of you here on the BetQL Network. It's Monday. You know what that means. Day one of Lochmas. And Santa, a.k.a. Ken Barkley, is going to tell you how to bet the national championship right now in college football following a pretty interesting weekend in the great sport where the newly minted America's team, the Michigan Woo. Wolverines, remain USA. the favorite to win. USA. Hell yeah. USA. That's, you USA. know what? I knew I was feeling extra patriotic on Saturday when I put an irresponsibly large bet on Michigan to cover the spread against Penn State. USA. USA. As Harbaugh and company get it done, still the favorites to win the natty. 
We will have a discussion on the national championship a little bit later in the show. And Power Hour, final hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. Only two games on the ice tonight, bets of steel. But uh, one of them, at least, is very interesting. As the Edmonton Oilers finally fire head coach Jay Woodcroft. And now Chuck's son... Chris Knobloch is now the interim head coach of Edmonton. They host the Islanders tonight. We got the Kraken and the Avalanche playing for the third time in like 10 days or whatever. So we'll hit those two games in the National Hockey League. Abbreviated slate tonight in the NBA. Best of the best ahead of like a monster slate coming up tomorrow on Tuesday. So we'll talk all things NBA. We'll give you our bets in the NBA and the National Hockey League. And of course, side total and props. Monday Night Football as Week 10 in the NFL wraps up in Western New York with the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. We're locked and loaded here on a magnificent football Monday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Yeah, we can kind of start in a bunch of different places just with uh, with how your weekend went or how how all the betting went. Um, we we for people that listen to the Sunday morning show, we talked about Michigan and and Penn State, and we'll talk about it again uh, during Lockmas. Probably we talked about that game and the Heisman, which will get really interesting. Maybe we'll do that today, probably tomorrow, uh, maybe both days because it's that interesting. So we can kind of start in a lot of places. It just feels like. As someone who, like, I, you know, everybody has their own things that they bet, their sports that are their specialty or their markets that they like to prop markets. You're the you're the prop king, right? Everybody's got their things that are their things. And I like to bet a lot of season-long stuff. And so I like to bet awards and, like, teams to win the title in sports or whatever. This is, like, the crunch right now. Like, this six weeks, basically, because all of football is still going on. And not only is it still going on, but all of the awards and who's going to win like the divisions and the conferences and the Super Bowl, we're like going to like we've gotten some clarity. We're going to like really start getting some clarity in the next three to four weeks on how this is going to shake out one seeds and everything and awards too, especially out of that Eagles Chiefs Monday night game, which we'll probably talk about tomorrow with the two favorites for most valuable player. So you got all the football that's kind of crescendoing. It's like coming, coming, like really like starting to starting to get some focus on what's happening. And while that's happening, we're getting the first glimpses, the first month, hockey, NBA, college basketball, all of the award markets that go into that, all the title markets. And it's all right now. (laughs) So just I I feel like I'm and and I love this time. It's like my favorite thing to think about this stuff. But I do feel like I'm being pulled in like about 100 different directions in terms of stuff to think about it. You don't want to miss any valuable bets. Like you don't want to miss anything that's it. Linus Olmark Vezina. Those bets were made now last year. Like that's when all those bets went in. Like you don't want to miss the next one. And uh, I feel like I spend most of my day like trying not to miss the next one. But that also means it's like one of the best times of year for for betting the stuff that I like to bet. Yeah, listen, and and what's great for me is I get to do the show with Ken. Ken will text me like, hey, like, I'm seeing this right now. I think this is a good bet in an award market. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. And then I live in New York, which is a stupid state for many different reasons. Right. And I have to text my buddy out of state. And uh, we get down action on, on those bets. So it's, it's definitely really good. You asked me how my weekend went. My weekend was awesome. Maybe like tomorrow or something when we have like a little more time in the show. can kind of go into that. Like a good weekend personally for me. We can do for that sure. at another point coming up this week. But uh, yeah, there there's so much going on right now in sports, and obviously we'll do a ton of National Football League on the show. I have a bunch of notes from the games yesterday. I think my favorite one was, uh, I th- I think you had texted me, Ken, about, like, Dak, and, like, my, like, you think you texted me, like, hey, like, as the Cowboys are just wrapping up an expected obliteration yep. of my New York football giants. It's like 7 o'clock you Eastern. Texted me. I'm, yeah, uh, like I'm right about to put that, my right? kids to bed, and before I put my kids to bed, I, like, you know, like, the... The score, the score of the game was whatever it was at that point, 34, whatever it was. And, was uh, and the games are kind of wrapping 10. up. And, and I know that specifically for a reason, which I will get to in a second. It was 49-10 <laughs> right, so, Dallas. But I, but I remember being like, 
all right, Seattle, Washington's going to take forever, but the two 405s were the good games. Like that was like Detroit was in that, which was like an absolute banger of a game, obviously. So like the two 405s were like super interesting. Atlanta, Arizona was the other one, which was interesting, was not profitable. And so those end and it's like Dallas is done. So you're like, I'm, I basically have to pick like, do I want, I have to try to put my kids to bed and then watch the end of Seattle, Washington. So, but before I do that, I like, like all the scores come up on the screen and I just, and I text you, I just go that. Is Dak gonna like win most valuable player or something? Is this like an ass? Like, what do you like? I, I, that's a market that we'll talk about a lot in the show today. So, anyway, I, I stole your thunder a little bit, but just the context of, of, uh, of why I sent that to you. So, as we're texting about, then we have like a great, like, Ken has tunnel vision in a great way text back from him, which made me laugh when I got it. So, I text Ken. And so, as this is happening, right, as we're talking yeah. about Dak. We bet Rico Dowdle last touchdown scorer in the game. And like and, and Tyler was like a part of that last week also. We also bet Deuce Vaughn. Just like the Cowboys back up running back to score at the end of the game when they were up a huge in the game, which we expected. And Dowdle scores to put them up from 42-10 to 49-10. And then the Giants go on like this like mind-numbing drive. I guess it's the, I guess they technically did the right thing trying to score at the end of the game. I guess, right? Any momentum that you can get positively, like to try and just lessen the embarrassment. So I guess I kind of understand it. Also, it cost me money, which sucked so I have that going on concurrently right so the Giants have this never-ending drive where Dable's calling timeouts they're down by 39 points or 29 points or whatever in the game like the game is over 39 and they're trying yeah. to and down by 39 they're trying to score at the very end of the game as this is happening I've got commanders on the money line against Seattle and the Seahawks yep. are driving down the field to what eventually be like the game when he kicked by Jason yeah. Myers and fun the two too. things happened <laughs> yeah it was pretty well it would have been more fun if Washington had won but it was a True. fun game I, I love Sam Howell by the way just like as an aside, yeah. I love Sam. I'm into the Commanders. I'm into I thought the over the in commanders. that game. I thought the over in that game was cursed at halftime. I thought it was completely cursed. How many how many field goals? How many long drives that didn't end up resulting in anything? And then not only did the game go on, the game flies over the total. Lands flies 50, 55. What, 55 to going total yeah. 44 and a half. Yeah, that was pretty good. So I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Red Zone because I'm in my I'm in my office and I'm like getting ready to tape my my Westwood One hit. And Red Zone has a split screen of the Myers field goal about to be kicked and the Giants fourth down play, and they cut away from the Giants play obviously because it doesn't matter in like the grand right. scheme of things. You're like no. And they, so so I see I see the Myers field goal go through. I'm like okay, like I lose this Washington bet. And then I'm like, why don't I just take the points? Whatever. Anyway. So I, I flip over to like the local st the TV station here. I flip over to Fox and I see like Sterling Shepard with the ball in his hands in the end zone and the score has changed. And I'm just like, really? Like, this is what happens. Yeah. Like I, I it, within like 10 seconds, I lose both of these bets, which would have both paid like really well. And I had texted Ken like before this happened, like I'm sweating these two things. They yep. both happen. And then I'm trying to think of what you sent me back. It was something like, Man, the New York Rangers are awesome. <laughs> yes, like, I man, did. No, because well, no while that was going on, for, for, for right? Two yeah, terrible lost bets. <laughs> but uh, what do you always say? No better place than here. No better time than now. I have our texts up. We text. We text so much. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find this really fast, but I probably will. And uh, yeah, I got it. I got it right here. So it's yeah. <laughs> we, we're talking about MVP for a while. You're like, I have the Commanders money line and Dowdle last touchdown here. Two major sweats. 
I write back something about defensive player of the year. And then my <laughs> next text, you, my next text to you is Rangers are outrageous. It's like, I'm like dying here. Ken's like, Oh, well, what do you think about miles Garrett? I'm like, man, can I yeah. pick up the pieces from like these two bets? That I, just lost, please? <laughs> I texted you that Micah Parsons didn't have a tackle. That's what I texted you as you were sweating the two bets. I've combed the box great, scores Micah, already. Like great. Micah Parsons didn't have a tackle. Also like Rico Daddle should have scored. Sure. Anyway, yeah. just like, uh, but uh, a, a, a fun day otherwise. And like, you know, how about we just spend like a minute or two here? Um, trying to think of like just how I'm managing this segment here. Yeah, I think this is fine. Um, okay. Do you feel like you were like way, way deeper and deeper, way down, way right on the Sixers? How about Maxi yesterday? How about this team oh, right now? With this Phil, isn't Phil what I was thinking about doing right. I thought we were doing more NFL. Yeah, you want to do this? We have, we have, well, I have I, my team for should, the year in, should, in these sports. I think we should take, yeah. we should take some time at some point in the show. What better place than here? What better time than now? We're going to do a million out. We're going to do the whole show is going to be about the NFL today. Sure. I feel like this deserves like a mention. Uh, Maxi, because this is like, you know, like I'm always going to try and make everyone on the show like look good. But like, like you get a lot of stuff right. You, you freaking nailed this dude. And that doesn't mean they're going to win the yeah. championship. But like, here's Harden in Los Angeles. They haven't won a game. The Sixers can't lose. Maxi scores 50 last night. Like, that's got to feel, yeah. feel pretty good for you. Like, you've nailed this so far, the Harden trade. Well, and, you know, and you know what's crazy? Uh, if Maxi most improved will be a really fun discussion, too, down the road. It's, it's literally just, is he so good already they don't want to give it to him? That's like the only it's like the only question in that in that discussion. He's the best player like in the in the argument. It's just is it like SGA last year where, well, you were already really good. So here's Alperin Shangun or whatever, <laughs> or like here's Scotty Barnes. And that's really it would really just be those two players. And that's it. Um, but the crazy thing is, so they're awesome. They're unquestionably awesome. They're really good. They also have no depth and they're going to get better because they're going to trade for somebody. And like, we don't have to talk about what happened to Kelly Oubre, which was like tragic. And like, thank God he's okay. And like, sounds like it was like major injuries were avoided. But I mean, you take a team that has no depth and you take him off the team too. Like this is, you know, the fourth quarter against Indiana got a little rough last night. Fortunately, Embiid and Maxi's combined score 100 points in every game. The craziest thing though is, and this happens in the NBA. We talk about this in hockey all the time with the Canucks. So like the Canucks are kind of our hockey team this year that I have a ton of award bets on, ton of like season long bets on, and they're all looking awesome. And then the Sixers are that with the NBA with me and the Rangers for you with, with hockey, I think are kind of like under that umbrella too, like a team that you think is awesome that you think could do some stuff. And the crazy thing is in both sports, but especially with the Sixers, the market is still really resistant because, again, it hasn't been that many games. We've only played like 10% of the season. But I really, I just, every game, I just go, I think this is really a thing. They beat Boston already. I think at the end of the year, especially adding a piece, I, I think they're going to play Denver for the title. And I'll do you one better. I think they're going to play Denver for the title, and I don't know who's going to win. I like that one. Uh, there's, there's a chance. Here is the most outrageous thing I'll say on the show today. Be like, well, what do you think the Sixers are this year? Like, give me a comparison. I think they are the like Twitter generation 2023 social media version of Shaq and Kobe. That's what I think they oh, are. Okay. Love it. I think I think Embiid is like the 2023 evolved NBA version of Shaq. There's no one like Shaq. There also could be nobody like Embiid. We'll see if he stays healthy. Maxi and Kobe, obviously, like there aren't a lot of it's just like here's the Batman and Robin of like this time. Not that the players like games have a lot in common, obviously, and their dimensions are completely different, but just that's how I think about Embiid and Maxi. If that's true, then I think they might win some titles. We'll see. That's that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. I like it. I think in the in the interest of of one upping, I got a hot take for you. 
not not basketball related. And I don't actually believe this. Although I think so it might be good. possible. Um, well, it's going to be a team that I'm going to want to bet on a lot coming up down the stretch of the NFL season. I think I think the Vikings might win the NFC. Oh, you don't really believe. You just said you don't believe that. There's no way you believe that's true. There's no way I, you believe that. I'll tell you what. Like, they'll be the seventh seed and will likely lose to the Niners and Eagles on wild yeah. card weekends. I, I'm into this team. I'm going to want to bet on them. I'm I'll, into them, too. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's they won America's that, that matchup on Wild Card that's weekend. That's The real America's Michigan's team. Great. On that's the other America's side, team. more weekend breakdown. We'll spin it forward to Week 11 in the NFL. Stepping up, Dobbs. Nothing downfield. Spinning away. Gets a block from Derisaw. Dobbs trying to shake his way to the end zone. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. USA, 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 America's team. In the it's National an astronaut, too. League. Can't get more American than an astronaut. The team eating apple pie after the game. Yeah, jeez. How, how much do you think, what do you love more? Well, who loves what more? You with your chill, your children or Scott Hansen telling the Josh Dobbs NASA astronaut story during NFL Red Zone yesterday? And calling him the pastronaut. And then being like, that's that's the most creative nickname ever, which is like, it is a really creative nickname. It's cool. Uh, Good job, NASA. I mean, he, I, I love my kids more than that. I don't love my kids more than he loves like Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. And every time he says Jacksonville, Josh Allen, who's having a great season, by the way, has like a million sacks. Every time he makes a play and Scott Hansen says his name, I'm always just reminded of the day that he sacked Josh Allen. (laughs) Like I would say like forever is that burned into my brain. Like, thank God Antonio Brown's out of football because every time he'd get mentioned, I'd be like, oh, topless. Oh yeah, that guy. Like there's just some images that are just, you know, they're just burned into your brain. So I, I, uh, I definitely heard a lot of Josh Allen yesterday, and I definitely heard a lot of a lot of uh, gushing over Josh Dobbs. To be fair, anything you read today, anything you listen to, there's a lot of gushing about Josh Dobbs because everybody kind of loves him, and everybody kind of loves this team, which is kind of cool. What's what's not to love? I guess if you laid the Saints yesterday, you probably don't yeah. love him. It well, also why would like, you have why, done that? Like, why Did you would you have done the that? Show all week? Yeah, that's yeah, right, it's that's... just like. Um, so let's we can we can start there and we'll talk about some of the bets from yesterday and then we'll get into week 11 in the NFL and we'll start Thursday night with the Ravens and the Bengals. So great like great to win with we didn't win every bet we placed yesterday that's not what no. this is but like great to win with Minnesota yesterday. Yeah. Um I will say and Ken, Ken will agree with me terrifying when Derek Carr leaves oh. the game. James went so like you're us and you and conversely on the other side, if you bet the Saints and you've got like half a brain, Carr exits and Jameis comes in, and if you bet New Orleans, you got to be thinking, oh my God, I've got a chance. And we're yeah. like anyone that bet Minnesota, oh my God, we might lose now. Like it's it Heineke against like, the Titans, it's the same thing. It's exactly what it was. It took yeah. three se- like three seconds for Chris Olave to be resurrected as like a viable like player this year in fantasy football and in real life. Like a ridiculous touchdown from Olave. Oh, what a shock. Throwing the football down the field to your former first round wide receiver who's awesome is actually a good idea. Derek Carr yeah. can't do it. Jameis Winston could do it. Almost brings them all the way back. Like we had to dodge a couple of bullets at the end there. The Saints, I feel like, had like 18 chances at the end to at least you know bring it within uh, to within two and then they would have had the two-point conversion. Vikings end up winning the game by eight and then like uh, bad news for New Orleans today. Dennis Allen literally moments ago, press conference in New Orleans. I know this is not like Saints hour on the show, but we have some news. Um, Star cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, wide receiver Michael Thomas, what Dennis Allen calls 
fairly significant injuries. We know Thomas is not done for the year, but is going to miss some time. We don't know the situation with Marshall and Lattimore. And honestly, like, this is going to sound callous. Like, I... I hope Derek Carr is okay because, like, he seems like a he's, a he's a person, right? You know, which poor health on anybody, right? So, hope Carr is all right. Also, like, if you have any Saints, like, season-long bets or you're a Saints fan or you want to bet this team, you need his ass out of the lineup and you need Jameis Winston to play because well, this dude ain't getting it done. Alex just put in. This just came across the wire, too. Hashtag the wire. Oh, yeah. Hashtag the wire. Dennis Allen. <laughs> well, you know what, Derek, where, where Derek Carr has the Saints, way down, way down in the in hole. Uh, and, and Dennis Allen said this last night, too. He goes, like, yeah, well, Derek Carr's not getting benched. And then Dennis Allen, like, adding to that saying just now, moments ago, in real time, uh, on a QB change, that's really not something that we're considering. Well, you know, you're paying, paying Derek Carr about a billion dollars. So of course, they're not going to bench him. Like, they, they made a really bad signing. They need to admit it's a sunk cost. They're not going to do it. They're going to roll through the season with Carr, and they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're going to lose a lot of games in mind-numbing fashion. Spoiler alert for everybody. And we're going to win so, uh, And, and we're, we're going to win a yes, lot of money. Are, and we will yeah. profit off of it, which is really great, and we love that. Yeah. Uh, so, Ken, we can start with the Vikings, get into some of the other bets from yesterday. We don't have to mention that my season, my, my week-long lean on the show was Lions-Chargers under. Final score, yeah. 41-38. <laughs> Falcons, which we can talk about, too. And people, you, you, We said this off-air during the break. A lot of people texted or tweeted at us, like, oh, Arthur Smith, like, sucks. Like, I can't believe this. And to be fair, like, we were talking about it. I go, well, that's just because we all bet Atlanta. And, like, people are just mad because they had a bet that it lost. So it's like, yeah, the coach stinks. But, I, like, I, I wasn't, like, mad about the game. Like, it, it ended up being more of a coin flip game than I would have hoped. Heineke gets hurt, which is just, like, impossibly bad for the game because Ritter comes in, he can't throw. So it's just, like, it's that's that's kind of sucks. And, uh, you know, like, obviously you want Heineke to play the limit, even if they were going to end up losing the game. And it just ends up turning into, like, one of those coin flip games. Kind of the Saints-Vikings almost ended up turning into a coin flip game, too. Came out on the right side of one with a huge lead that they almost blew late. And then came out on the wrong side of another. Kyler plays pretty well, like makes a couple mistakes, but considering his first game back, played really well. And just, you know, another story of the NFL. Like here's a coin flip here and a coin flip here. I, I The other bet just that we, we well, a couple bets that we both made, and then we can go whatever direction you want off that. Uh, Lions two and a half, didn't get the CLV, but way good <laughs> the way it turned out because the Chargers keep doing this over and over and over and over again. Uh, so that ended up going really well. And then at some point we do... And I think we're going to end up doing it today with with a couple of the games, with one today and one tomorrow, probably. Uh, the Jets-Raiders game from last night, which definitely deserves like a little bit just <laughs> like like a, an enthralling, stupid game that just like the stakes were really high. They were too high for both of the teams. <laughs> like those teams didn't deserve the stakes to be that high with how the game played out. And uh and the Raiders end up winning, and then like everything that transpires after, it's just like it was all it was all ridiculous. It was a really fun day of football yesterday. I um at so the Jets end up Wilson obviously throws the terrible pick to Robert Spillane, and then the Jets like get the ball back right with however much time was left. Spillane who and, looks like someone you would not want to find on like a street corner in Vegas on the strip at like two in the morning or something. Yeah, I'm trying I mean, to think just, of like who 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 do you think you'd want to encounter less in a dark alley on like players on the Raiders defense, Max Crosby or Robert Spillane? I mean, that's, that's tough. Spillane, he kind of looks like, uh, who's the guy who plays Mad Max in like Fury Road or whatever. He kind of had like that going on with like the helmet off on the sideline. I mean, that was, Oh, like Tom Hardy. They got, they got that Raider energy back. That's for sure. So, and it was a great play too. And a terrible throw by Wilson, but like a good play well, too. It was a good play. I'll, I'll, I'll add that. <laughs> they played the giants and jets. Sure 
Just saying. I guess like my prevailing thought from that game. So they get the Jets get the ball back at the end with one last gasp. And I, I actually I might have said it like out loud to myself, like my wife's asleep, like I'm like watching by myself, like later at night, whatever, on the East Coast. And I think I might have actually said out loud, you could give them eighty plays <laughs> to try and get this ball into the end zone. And I yeah. don't think it's like it's actually like or like they get 15 minutes of game time, and if they turn the ball over, they just get the ball back where they started. They oh, give okay. them an entire quarter, like a mulligan. and they are not scoring a touchdown. Yeah. They are not scoring a touchdown here. The Hail Mary is like, a crazy play, though. That's the best play Wilson almost, made the whole game. Got, i got to tell you, like the little shimmy, like the, like the shake yeah. off Max Crosby. I'm like, Crosby I, is chasing after him like a, like a Halloween monster or something. He's like waving his arms. <laughs> in the, I mean, it's ridiculous, like a horror movie or something. Like, like basically, he's like, I'm not going to sack him. Maybe I can scare the bejesus out of him so it just does something stupid. And just like the the jump. I mean, this was like an Aaron Rodgers play, honestly. This is like jump, the throw to the right, like it ends up putting it in the perfect spot, by the way. It was Rodgers. For Garrett Wilson really to run right over and try that. to catch it. Just two Jets actually had a chance at a Conklin and him, and they end up kind of running into each other a little bit. That's the best play he made all night by far. Which, which, to be fair, speaks to the other plays also. Like, all all of them. <laughs> like, all of them. Crosby's the funniest part of that play, though. He knows he can't get him, and he's basically trying to, like, like psych him out. <laughs> just, like, imagine what he's yelling. Like, does he have his tongue out? Like, what's he doing? He's like, ah, like, just chasing him, basically. Like, the boogeyman. It was really funny. It was really funny. Uh, not funny for Jets fans. I, I had, like, a very small bet on the Jets just for, like, bleeps and giggles during the game. Like, yeah, we went against bet. each other for a couple yeah, bucks. Yeah, it was totally, not a big deal. It was deal. whatever. Yeah, um, but just, I think, it's like, who cares who we had money on? The Jets should have won that. And I I, I don't yeah. care that I lost my bet. That's, like, the, the whole Jets point of the Jets. The Jets should have won that game by... You're yeah. right. They they should have won that game by 20 freaking points. And, like, I'll give credit. Like, a uh, shout-out to our guy Ben Solak from The Ringer, who had a really funny tweet after the game last night. Ben comes on our show sometimes. Like, let's play a game. It's name a quarterback that the Jets would have won this game if they had started instead of Zach Wilson. And just, like, go down the list. How many quarterbacks would they have definite, definitely won with and not Zach Wilson? It's why I said yesterday on the show, it's like, oh, well, look at this show of confidence in Zach. They didn't sign Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz off the street wins that game for the Jets last night. I feel pretty confident saying that. It's just really bad. Really bad. Uh, you better yep. bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what else from yesterday. Uh, my team's a total dumpster fire. That was a, you know, if I'm going to uh, watch my team get absolutely, like, this is, it's worse than like it was in the 90s with the Cowboys now. Like, when I was growing up, it was just, but the first year I watched football, 1990, my team wins the Super Bowl. It's really great. Then for the next, like, decade, it was basically the Cowboys beating our brains in. Like, just every, every single time they destroyed us as they were winning their three Super Bowls in four years. This is like, this is worse than that. I guess was this was unfathomable yesterday. Um, who bet the Giants yesterday? Who had money? Who had their hard-earned Nobody. American money on the New York Football Giants? The God. nine moved it, never moved back. We talked I about it on it Sunday. Did, I go normally you find some resistance. Didn't. There, there wasn't oh, any. <laughs> there was yes. no resistance. Now it goes to seventeen yes. and a half, and it's just gonna sit there and be way oh, good. Man. <laughs> and yeah, be way good. Way good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess my last thought, and then we can we sure. can do next week. I'm disappointed in the Tennessee Titans for not putting up a better fight. But what can you do? Like, some make bets, bets lose. Also, I'm kind of struck by that division being what it is. Tampa has a couple, like, close losses this season. Like, God, the they Houston just beat Houston. Loss. 
if they just I mean, beat Houston. Like, I mean, and that's, Atlanta. They, that's your, yeah. they win those two games. This team's winning the division. Baker Mayfield is a stone-cold lock for comeback player yeah. of the year. I, and yeah. I don't think either of them. He might win anyway. Yeah. They might win anyway. Yeah. Well, it's really who's going to lose the least. That's basically what it is. Like uh, hurt Derek Carr, Ritter, Heineke, whatever, Carolina, and this team. And somebody's getting the what four. What do you think? What do you think Atlanta? So Falcons are on their bye this week. What do you think they do yeah. coming out of the bye at quarterback? I think if Heineke is healthy, they play him. I think they go back to Ritter. Well, then I would love to bet Tampa to win the division. <laughs> yeah, I, not not I think this Tampa week though, because they're going to get Tampa. Division. I mean, speaking talking about Max Crosby chasing around Zach Wilson. Here's the San Francisco defensive line chasing around Baker Mayfield with their arms waving. Guys, and what a bunch of monsters, by the way, with that game yesterday. I mean, that's uh, just like you sit down and look at the tape and go, "All right, so um, our quarterback is going to get killed." And let's see what other strategy. Let's see what other strategic adjustments we can make besides that. <laughs> Dead QB. Okay, what else do we got? All right. Uh, San Francisco, a, a, a good no, a nice no sweat winner, and it for uh, for being like a lot of people yesterday, which was really great. And just like with what you said about San Francisco's playing Tampa this week, I had the conversation with myself last night. But what number would I need to bet Tampa in this game? So we remember a couple of years ago. Yeah, it might not exist. When San Francisco played Cleveland on Monday night, so obviously like Nick Bosa went to Ohio State, Baker Mayfield went to Oklahoma, yeah, Baker yep, and Oklahoma correct. beat Ohio State. They planted down. the they planted <laughs> the flag in midfield, and after yep. like Bosa terrorized Baker in that Monday night game a couple years ago, when Baker was still with the Browns, he did that that interview after the game when he was like Baker. Baker just taunted <laughs> Baker Mayfield the entire game. Something tells me that Nick Bosa would like to continue sticking it to Baker Mayfield until like until like both of them are off shuffled off this mortal coil. I I, I think that that is that is definitely realistic that uh, that that could happen. We should probably do like a minute, and this will tie into and actually it's good because we can start this game on the other side. I mean, I get that the Texans are awesome. I get that C.J. Stroud's awesome. Yeah. I actually got I got asked by a lot of people, is C.J. Stroud going to win MVP? Like, curious what you think. I don't think he has any chance. Yeah, we can Super talk about that when we do the game. Of the year. Interesting yeah. game this week, um, too. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're really good. And Stroud's, like, transcendent. And he's, like, next level. And he's one of the best rookie quarterbacks we've ever seen. Also, how the hell do the Cincinnati Bengals lose that football game? Like, Stroud can be great, and the Texans can be great, and we also can acknowledge that Cincinnati absolutely blew that football game. Yeah. T I don't care that T. Higgins is out. Like, the defense so folded like a cheap You're talking suit. about the boy the, drop. The, the boy drop's terrible, but it's Stroud's honestly, it shouldn't pick. even, it shouldn't even be Texans in that fan, spot. If you're a Texans fan, I think you're thinking, or you bet the Texans, you're thinking the opposite. You're like, I can't believe it got that close. Like, Stroud doesn't throw the pick that's basically a pick six. The game is over. Like, they get a first down there. The game's basically over. Instead, like, give Cincinnati life, and then you have the series of events that leads to Boyd and leads to the end of the game. So it's almost like both people who bet both sides are fans of both teams. You can actually think both things because there were so many twists and turns in that game. Like, you have to mention, like, the, like Stroud doesn't throw the worst interception ever. They just win the game, and it's like a laugher almost. Like, it's not even a one-possession game. And it just doesn't throw that pick. And instead, you end up so, with all the things that you're talking about. So you're you're 100% right about that. I guess what what I mean is I'm disappointed in since It's not even like Once a they got handed the opportunity. Once they got like, handed the opportunity, you, Cincinnati has to win. Yeah. 
How do you how do you lose that game? If I, and like Texas, and I'm not trying to like to dismiss the Texans or like not give the Texans credit or Stroud credit or Ryan. That's not what this is. Like the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to win that football game at home even without T. Higgins. Like they might miss the playoff. That's a ridiculously high leverage loss for Cincinnati ahead of Thursday night on the road yeah. in Baltimore. Houston might take their spot. I tell you, what a great sport. <laughs> just, I'm just, what a great time of year. We didn't even, yeah. There's like eight things we didn't even talk about there. We, we opened yeah. with a Dobbs club. We didn't even talk about Dobbs. <laughs> that was the best he's, part. He's pretty great. Also, um, Aaron Rodgers told Melissa Stark that he's going to be back in mid-December. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Happy Rogers Thanksgiving, everybody. Dobbs, comeback player of the year. Uh, Ravens, mm. Bengals, P squared, B squared, week 11 on the other side. On the BetQL Network. King Kenny Albert on the call yesterday. What a, what a football game in Baltimore. Yeah. The Ravens and Browns. I, I mean, like, it, we've seen bigger deficits overcome both this season and, like, myriad times that in, the, in like, the years you and I and, like, you, the listener, viewer, that we've been watching football. That's a, a pretty shocking comeback. Baltimore up 14 on Cleveland at home, losing to the Browns 33-31. Just an absolute, absolute crazy uh, turn of events there. Um, the Bengals lose yesterday to the Houston Texans. The Steelers win and cover somehow at home against the Green Bay Packers, setting up Ken, and these are actually the first two games in the rotation that we're going to talk about here in P-squared, B-squared. Like, titanic matchups in the AFC North Thursday night with the Ravens and the Bengals in Baltimore, and then Sunday with the Browns and the Steelers in Cleveland. All of these potential playoff teams in the AFC, pretty, pretty nuts. Um, any, anything you want to say about the Browns-Ravens game from yesterday or Steelers-Packers, and then we can kind of like delve into the actual games and the handicaps of those games, and then we'll get to the rest of the slate, obviously, as well. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, just how high leverage they were. Uh, I had a comment during the Sunday show. Yeah, during the Sunday show that we clipped off. And the comment was something like, hey, you know, you look at the MVP market and the three three of the four biggest favorites, uh, so Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes, are all off this week. So it wasn't like, go bet the other players. It was just, if you like someone else and you think they're going to pop today, like they're going to gain a lot on three players who aren't playing. And basically, like Burrow and Lamar had a chance to improve their MVP case. They both got a chance. They both choked on it. Honestly, Burrow, you know, Burrow didn't win the game. They lose to the Texans and Lamar blows a 14 point lead has his worst statistical game of the year and they lose to Cleveland and it, it sets up and I'm going to just keep kind of referencing this. I think what can be like one of the great MVP races, not because the players are good because all the players are flawed. I think it actually sets up like one of the most interesting markets we've ever seen in that award. And part of that happening was, Lamar came into this week as wasn't the betting favorite everywhere, but was like one of the betting favorites. You read all the midseason content. He got the most votes by far. Everybody said he was the MVP at the midseason point, and he goes out and he does that. Hmm. And it's like, all right, well, Joe Burrow was kind of like the, the late bloomer, the guy who could come on late and maybe get a big record and win. They lose at home to Houston. Now they may, now they may miss the playoffs. And the third part of that comment from Sunday, and you and I are on the opposite side of this game, but it has to be said that – there now Lamar puts up that game. Burrow puts up that game. There is a lot of oxygen here if Josh Allen goes out and has a monster game against the Denver Broncos tonight in the MVP conversation. I mean, he's like 20 in some places. First of all, with that performance, he's more likely to win than Burrow, by the way. Like already. Like he doesn't have to play tonight. He's more likely to win than Joe Burrow is. Like they're way behind the eight ball record wise. And so you just go, man, like that's the last guy who had a chance to kind of 
really catch up to these other players in terms of like team record and statistics. And are, are, are they going to go zero for three, like the, the kind of contenders against the teams with the bigger records? Because guess what? Guess who comes back this week? All three of them. Dolphins a very likely win at home this week against the Raiders. They're a 10 point favorite. And then the two MVP favorites play each other on Monday night. Like that game could literally just be winner wins MVP because all these other guys just don't win. Like that's what happens. So, yeah, just my, my thought about those two games. I think you did a good job just framing like how crazy the games were, but they were high leverage for like the most important award, award that the league hands out. And there are like eight quarterbacks, honestly, kind of like tripping over each other and stumbling around trying to get this MVP. And nobody seems to be able to put together the flawless case to do it yet. Now, maybe somebody can do it out of their bye or whatever, or the winner of Monday night's game. But yeah, that was one of my thoughts off those games. Um, I have I have a question about MVP, and then we'll get to the games in a second. So you mentioned, you know, it's a bunch of flawed candidates going for MVP. And just the yeah. three guys that will come off by coming up this week in Week 11, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, like definitely a flawed candidate in that whenever they play a good team, they lose. And we'll see if that happens yep. in the second half of the season. But that, that would be kind of like Tua's bugaboo, right? For Mahomes, who's the favorite, and like I think deservedly the favorite, uh, like the stats aren't, aren't what they've been. Like he's not putting and up the, the, the eye-popping – and the defense yeah. is great, right? Which kind of like takes a little bit away from, look, we can all acknowledge that Mahomes is the best player while also acknowledging that like his statistical profile is not what it's been in past years. I guess the one thing that I would say would be, is is Jalen Hurts a flawed candidate? Like, is he actually flawed? Like, is that it? Or, or is he? <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's part of it. Oh, he, yeah, well, so. I mean, well, I mean, he right. was like, maybe, right. maybe, I mean, they're also on by. So like, and also like he's yeah. still performing really well, even his, with like the, his, the race his stats game. aren't. His stats aren't close to the top guys, though. Like, you throw in his rushing touchdowns, like the one-yard pushes that they get a lot of the time, and the, the profile looks better. But, like, Tua is by far the leading passer in the league, right? Well, it's Tua and Stroud now that Stroud played that way yesterday. Like, they're the leading passers in the league in terms of just, like, yards and touchdowns and everything. It's like, Hurts, I, I would argue that just like Mahomes... They, they check the box of team quality, which you're always looking for. I mean, the number of wins the MVP winner has usually is a very high number. And they're the two most likely teams, Chiefs and Eagles playing Monday night. They're the two most likely teams to get that big record and to have that MVP winner. Um, but statistically, both guys are not what they need to be kind of to like not not they, they can both win with those numbers it's just to put away everybody and make it like an easy choice they they both i think have to play a lot better statistically and, and obviously that'll start monday um we have a couple pieces of like quarterback breaking news here like we usually don't the last couple of mondays i feel like we've had like a lot of stuff we have a decent amount of stuff right now and i don't think it's stuff that we have to like delve into like deeply right now but just for our live right. audience here worth noting uh sean mcveigh addressing the media as the rams come off their bye uh, McVay says that Matthew Stafford is expected to start this weekend when the Rams host the Seattle Seahawks. I'm curious, Ken, if there's been like any any movement on on that game in the market, or maybe the expectation was Stafford was. It, it to felt come back. like felt to me like the expectation that was a number like it's he's playing Seattle, a very short favorite, not three. Like that's still where we are in the market right now. All right, so Matthew Stafford expected to play. Carson Wentz would be his backup. Um, and if you're holding like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in fantasy. Yes, <laughs> much needed here. Uh, and we also have, yeah, well, we'll see. And uh, so Robert Salas addressing the media, telling reporters that he's sticking with Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback. And this isn't even like, great, what's he going to do, play like Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon? I guess they could. I mean, the guy, these guys are bad too. Sala adding about Zach Wilson, he's actually playing pretty well. Like, I'm just, I'm just wondering... Like, do you think Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, is like standing behind Sala, like like with a gun pointed at his back? Like he's, right. I, I feel like he's like a hostage. Like he's being held hostage, being like forced <laughs> say to say he's things making that, progress. 
say he's like, getting better. Because like let's like let's call a spade a spade here. This isn't splitting the atom. I don't think anyone's just going to disagree with me. Like watch Robert Sala, watch Zach Wilson play. What and then you watch Zach Wilson play. Does anyone think he's playing well? I'm not trying to like to like pile on the kid here. Like maybe he's a nice guy. Like he doesn't have it. Everyone knows it. Like why don't they just bench him? Like this the situation is like is weird. It's getting weirder too. Like you got to sit this kid down. Um and they're like sticking with him and they're like lying to everyone's face. Yeah, he's actually... Oh, yeah, you know the game that you watched last night when, like, he was brutal? Yeah, he's actually pretty good. What? He is? Okay. Uh, good what? luck. Good luck with that, Jets. Good luck with that, Jets. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to our handicap now for Week 11 in the National Football League. We'll at least begin our conversation on the Ravens and the Bengals. Guys, take it away. P-squared, B-squared, Week 11 in the NFL. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood. Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. Well, you know, sometimes we start off these P-squared, B-squareds on Monday, and it's like, well, here's the Thursday night game, and it's actually like the worst game that's ever going to be played. See, last week, for example, uh, Panthers v. Bears in Chicago. This week, we actually have a certified banger. Uh, Speaking of blood. I have, the, yeah, yeah, I have uh, the Rams are getting bet a little bit on my bet MGM screen, like still under Seattle favored under three, but just off, off that news, just to pay that off a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about it over the course of the show. Um Great game on Thursday night. I think Al Michaels will be excited for this one. As the 7-3 and three Ravens, coming off their last second loss to the Cleveland Browns in like mystifying, stupefying fashion, host the 5-4 and four Cincinnati Bengals, who are like, kind of like season on the brink here, a little bit for Cincinnati here entering this game, like with the way the rest of the AFC is shaping up. So Baltimore at 7-3, Cincy at 5-4. and four. Ken, the number at BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, our show sponsor. Ravens a 3.5-point home favorite. The total here is 46. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Initial thoughts on one of the biggest games of the week in the NFL, the Ravens and the Bengals on Thursday night. Seems like Cincinnati's really up against it in this game health-wise, too. Okay, Chase is going to play, but like, and he caught, Burrow made that phenomenal touchdown throw to him yesterday, obviously, where he gets away from everybody, rolls to the left, and, and like bombs it deep down the field. So it's not like Chase is, you know, going to be 10% or something, but like a short week with that, Get him ready for another another game. Doesn't look like T. Higgins is going to play this week. Hendrickson, their best pass rusher, suffers like the most freak injury you can imagine. Just like a, a guy tumbles in, he's just not looking during a, a break in play, and a guy tumbles into his knee, takes it out. Looks like he's going to be out this week. Like that's, I and the, the you know the funniest thing is despite all that, like this number opened four. And the first move was towards Cincinnati. Like, isn't that just so interesting, right? Like, you think of the health of both teams and maybe how each team's going to come into the game. And yet, it's like, well, more more than three with Burrow probably just seems like an appealing proposition maybe to a lot of people. Uh, division, you have a ton of familiarity between the teams. The Bengals have played very well in this matchup, historically, if I remember. Or is, is this the one that I always get these cross matches wrong? The Browns own the Bengals. And I think the Bengals the, usually play really well against the Ravens. I think that's, that's usually correct. how it works. Uh, that is so correct. I, I don't, you know. Uh, it's just it's a Beat very them in interesting the setup. Last year with Tyler, with Tyler right. Huntley starting the game, obviously, but yeah, right. Like it's not it doesn't all have to be like everyone's fully healthy, and so the Bengals win all the games. Just like in general, the way the series has gone, so people took that four. 
I I disagree. Like I I I like the Ravens in this game, and it's not like trying to overreact to what happened. It just feels like a an incredibly bad situation for Cincinnati that's just not fully being baked into this number. Like four and a half, I'd even be like, ah, oh, like all right, I guess it's okay. This number seems short, which is kind of how Cincinnati is going to go into the game. Maybe Burrow does it again, but I, I think I'm going to end up betting Baltimore. I kind of wanted to see how far this crashed. What's your best guess as to where this number will go? As we approach the, how does it not go up? Right but now. I would, I would, I was surprised it went down to start with. Like, I, why would it go down to start with? Like the all, the injury stuff is all anti Bengals. That's all it is. It's so Hendrickson, la- last, it's Higgins, it's Chase is less than one hundred percent. Like it's those three things. La- last night I saw three and a half. This morning I saw four, and then I saw three and three and a half before the show. Uh, very interesting. We'll, well, we'll start next hour. We'll be on stadium. We'll do a little bit more on this game with the Ravens and the Bengals on Thursday. And then we'll transition to Sunday. I mean, you have the, the black and blue division. How about the Browns and the Steelers coming up on Sunday in Cleveland? Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side on a magnificent football Monday.